Where are my Spotify stats? I know people listen to my podcast today through Spotify, but I don't ding, see ding. those plays ding, ding, in ding, Buzzsprout. Ding, ding, ding. You have to wait <laughs> until <laughs> the <laughs> question is over, Alvin. Kevin, Kevin <laughs> muted me. If you're hearing like if you're hearing like a mouse dinging in the background, that's me that was shouting. So strange. Welcome back to Buzzcast, guys. In this episode, we want to kick off with some cool announcements, some cool Buzzsprout news. Alvin, you got some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, everybody. So we've got a couple events coming up. Um, September 25th, we're going to do something in Jacksonville. Um, at our offices, there's a group of Jacksonville podcasters, the Jacks Podcast Meetup. They're on Facebook. And we're going to meet up at the, actually we're doing it at the Buzzsprout offices. So if you're in Jacksonville, search for Jack's Podcaster Meetup on Facebook and join the group. We'd love to have you. And then October 10th through 13th, we're going to be at She Podcasts Live. Uh, We just did a big um, promo and we gave away a bunch of tickets. Um, Hopefully some of you listening won those tickets. So a bunch of us are going to go to Atlanta and it's going to be a really awesome time. So it's the first conference um, for female podcasters, and I think it's going to be amazing. Hey, Priscilla, are you going to be there as well? I am going to be there. Travis. Oh, well, welcome to Buzzcast, Priscilla. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So Priscilla's back to uh, to give us some more support questions at the end to see how we do. Um, but she'll be she'll be hanging out with us today. Good to have you. Yeah, I'm excited. So we just had a hurricane pass by Florida. If you're wondering. Why didn't Buzzcast come out last Friday? Well, Hurricane Dorian is why. So, so that, but that com- I have a surprise look <laughs> on my face. I didn't know we were supposed to launch last Friday. Oh, we were yes. supposed to publish an episode. We missed it. Yes, every other Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But sometimes life just happens. And so I thought it'd be a good discussion because a lot of the conversation around publishing frequency and, you know, general you know, best practices for podcasting is be consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you put out episodes consistently so your audience can rely on you. They know, hey, every other Friday you're coming out with an episode. But there might be some instances where, you know, it's okay to miss an episode. Yeah, I think there's a difference between if your show is evergreen content that is not time specific, it's not important, it's not like a news show. And if it's a little bit more current events focused. So for this show, we always record it right before we release it. And we want to be able to talk about, hey, we're doing this in a couple of days. Hey, this is happening in the industry. Oh, this company was just acquired. Um, for us, we kind of have, we can't ever really schedule them ahead. But if you can schedule your show ahead, we always recommend trying to be a few ahead so that you have the opportunity to miss one, uh, miss a recording, but not fall behind. Yeah, batching your recordings is a really great way to kind of get a cue built up to give you some some margin, some space. And uh, I know for all of our evergreen content, like for 5-Minute Monday podcast episodes, for instance, uh, we do those like a month, month and a half at a time. So over the course of two days, we'll record five to six episodes and schedule them out so that even when we do have a hurricane, you know, that Monday, still coming out with a new episode. Um, what do you think, Kevin? Well, I feel unqualified to answer since I didn't even know that we were supposed to publish this. <laughs> completely missed that. Yeah, I think I think like you said, sometimes life just happens. We uh, the office was pretty quiet last week because people were preparing for the hurricane that never came, and <clears throat> um, yeah, that stinks. It stinks when you miss it. Uh, we have had people 
writing in before posting our Facebook group, like, um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but we had a, we were doing every two weeks and then I think we were supposed to come out on a Friday and I think we missed that Friday for some reason. We're probably the worst at this. <laughs> uh, so I think the advice that we can give is that there's a life after not being consistent. There's life after not hitting your publishing schedule. Uh, I, I don't know, again, Travis, you, you might be able to say, but I don't know that it's, it's hurting our download numbers too much. I think it's, it's not a great, it doesn't show a lot of respect for your audience, which I don't feel good about. And that's why I'm shocked and disappointed that we were supposed to release last week and it completely fell off my radar. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I just feel terrible right now. Have, have any of you read Atomic Habits? Was James Clear. James Clear. I have heard lots of good things about it and I have every intention of someday in the future so perhaps picking like, it up from the library. But He had this really popular blog and it's all about building habits. And a lot of habits are building consistency. And so I think of podcasting as being a habit and there's like that old Jerry Seinfeld, like don't break the chain. He would write 15 minutes of jokes every day and put an X on the calendar and he'd say, I can't break the chain. And what James Clear talks about, he goes, you know, one reason that's not a great method for people is when they say, I can't ever miss a day. I can't ever miss a week. What ends up happening is when they break it once they go, well, I'm a failure. It's all over. And he I guess he actually has some research backing this up, but in Atomic Habits, he talks about missing one day is not that bad. Missing one week isn't that bad. It's when you miss two in a row, almost everyone falls off the wagon. It's over. So maybe one of the things is if you miss one podcast episode, really make sure you don't miss two. You want to make sure that you get back to get being consistent. And, and I think like Kevin was saying, maybe it's a good thing to address it and say, hey, guys, I'm sorry I missed this. Um, but I'm going to try to be more consistent in the future. What are your thoughts about, I know sometimes the podcasts that I listen to, um, if they miss a week, they'll replay like an older popular episode. What are your thoughts on that? Like kind of keeping the, so you keep the rhythm, even though if it's a replay. I've totally it. done that before. Um, specifically what I, I had was trying to nail down an interview with somebody and, you know, I was being undisciplined and waiting to the last minute and then they had to cancel. And so I was like, well, I need to put out an interview episode. So let mm -hmm. me do a mashup of some other interviews that had like some cool segments and just put together a Frankenstein's monster of an episode. And, uh, and it did really, you know, relatively well. Um, so there are some different things you can do to be creative, like repurposing yeah. old podcast content. Uh, if the interview or not having the content available is keeping you from publishing an episode, you can totally do that. And, and there are even podcasts that I know of that they make that a part of their normal strategy. Yeah, like, I think about it, This American Life. I feel like they do a lot of kind of, because they have such a big archive, they pull a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I think as podcasters, we think everyone has listened to every episode and remembers everything we've ever said, <laughs> which is actually not true, surprisingly enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you have like this really golden gem of an interview, you can republish it on an annual basis and there are going to be new people that have discovered your show that haven't gone back to listen to your mm -hmm. archive that would appreciate that. I know that I've appreciated it when, even if I've listened to the interview, it's like I'm really just ingraining it further into, okay, what are the takeaways that I wanted to pull from this interview to apply to my life? And so, so yeah, republishing older content, even if you don't freshen it up and you just have a little intro that says, hey, this interview was amazing and I just want to make sure that every single one gets, one of you gets an opportunity to listen to it. So here it is again, here are my big takeaways. Enjoy the interview. Like mm -hmm. you can totally do that. 
as a as a fallback as a plan b if you don't have fresh content mm-hmm. to put out yeah i've seen uh like news shows do this even if the content didn't make sense um even if the content is a few months old what they've done i've seen this on the daily it's if there's a show or excuse me a news story that's kind of coming to a conclusion so we're recording this right after john bolton leaves the white house they would do something like go back to when he was hired and they'd play a little bit of about when he was hired mm-hmm. to kind of go, here's something that happened in the past and here's some, here's con, you know, some continuity for what's happening near the end. And so I wonder if maybe you're a new show, you know, we're going to miss something. Maybe say, is there something topical in the past that I could pull from? Cause you don't want to just throw in a random show. It's like, Hey, next right. week, this is going to be a really cool conference that everybody's going to. It's in 2016. People are like, why did you put this in the feed? <laughs> yeah. No, I think just like from a 30,000 foot view perspective, um, it's not the end of the world if you miss an episode. And that's kind of like what Alvin was talking about with the uh, Atomic Habits book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the end of the world. You are not a failure of a podcaster because you missed an episode or you missed a week. Um, and then when you come back on, be like, hey, guys, sorry I missed the episode. And if you feel comfortable sharing details from your personal life or what happened, you can totally do that. And ironically, that makes your listeners fall in love with you even more because they're like authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is an actual person that I can relate to because my life is crazy too. So now, now I know we're both in the same boat. We both have crazy stuff that happens. So it's not the end of the world. I think if you're just upfront about it and authentic and like, Hey, sorry, we missed the episode. Here's why, but we're back. Like that is totally a a great strategy. Yeah. In hindsight, it makes me think that if I had realized that we last week was a published week for us, I would have loved to come in the studio and just recorded a little two minute thing of here's mm-hmm. what's going on in the office and no one's here and here's why. And we'll be back next week. We'll get caught up. I apologize. And, and stick that in the feed for a week. And then when we do get our next episode out, you can always pull that out of your feed, but it's great for people who've subscribed to your show and are like, Hey, it's Friday. Why is the new buzzcast episode out? That mm-hmm. would have been nice for them to have something that they could have heard and understood what was going on and, and why we missed. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some old microphones. Yes. So this past week we published our best podcast microphones, 2019 exhaustive, you know, concordance blog, Epic guide. I put it together. So that's why I'm adding all these superlatives. Um, but yeah, so we put out a blog post talking about, what, what we think are the best podcast microphones right now. Um, and so I thought that'd be a good opportunity for us to talk about just our, the things that we like, the things that we look for in microphones, um, why we make certain decisions about microphones we recommend or microphones that we use in the studio. Um, because there are thousands of microphone options out there and there are certain ones that come up frequently that are suggested and recommended frequently. Um, and then there are kind of like our reasons for why we chose the ones we put in the blog. Uh, but I just want to ask uh, you guys if you have a favorite podcast microphone. And if it's the one you're talking into, that's totally fine, too. My favorite microphone is the Shure SM7B. I think I'm partial to it because it looks cool. It does look really cool. <laughs> and I saw it in a bunch of Joe Rogan photos before <laughs> we were buying mics. And then I was like, oh, this one looks really good. I have no clue <laughs> if it's actually that much better, but... I like it. It does have like a like a stealth fighter vibe to it, like this gunmetal black. Yeah, we'll need to put a link in the show notes so you can go see photos of all the mics that we're talking about. 
Hard to go wrong with the Shure SM7B. What about you, Kev? Yeah, I've got the same mic in front of me, and I like it. I don't know. I've uh, Priscilla's using a, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you're using a PR40, which I've used before, and I don't know, man. I like, I don't know that they sound that different, and I get annoyed at the way things sound sometimes. Like I'm, I'm hearing the AC coming through our headphones right now, and um. So I don't know that my ear's that bad. I just think all of these microphones are really good. Yeah. You know? It definitely reaches a point where the what separates one microphone from another is like really ticky-tack, really nitpicky. And it's almost like, well, what sound profile are you looking for that complements your voice and the mood and the tone of your podcast? Like you can get super granular with trying to figure out what is the perfect microphone, um, which is always difficult when someone asks well, what microphone should I get? It's like, well, I don't, I don't know anything about you. So yeah. starting from zero, here are three that you probably can't go wrong with. I think for most podcasters, my my always my recommendation is the ATR2100. It's a $65 microphone that gets you 90% of the way there. It's like, it sounds awesome. It looks great. And it's like, you can't break it. It's like, this is pretty pretty great, a pretty great pickup for anybody looking to start a podcast. Yeah. When we set up the mobile podcasting studio, we always set up different microphones so people can, you know, if there's one that they're familiar with that they like, they can just sit down behind that. Or if there's one that they're interested in maybe buying or evaluating, they can try it. And so I think the last time we set it up, we had an SM7B, we had um, a couple of Rode pod mics, we had ATR 2100s in there. And so throughout the course of the week at Podcast Movement, I was behind each one of those at different times. And gosh, they've ranged from, you know, $65, like Alvin said, up to 400 plus. And <laughs> you can't really tell the difference all that much. Sorry, microphone manufacturers. <laughs> pulling out their hair that I'm saying that right now. But. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. So the, the microphone I'm using right now is the Rode Procaster. This is the one that I kind of cut my teeth on um, when I was first getting started, once I graduated from you know, a, a USB condenser mic that shall not be named. Um, and yeah, when I was doing research, when I was listening to different uh, kind of audio clips of the microphones, I was trying to decide between the Procaster and the SM7B. And it was like, okay, the SM7B, if you go and buy it online, it's about $400. It's a great microphone. You can use it to record literally anything. And it'll sound good. Um, you can even put it on like a, like a kick drum and a drum set. You can use it to record a guitar and a vocal, like and they all sound great. Um, with podcasting, you can get more specific and get like a broadcast vocal specific dynamic microphone, save a little bit of cash. And the difference in this audio quality is really negligible. Like the, the Procaster, you can get online for $230. So almost half the price of the SM7B. Yeah. And if all you're doing is recording your voice for a podcast, it's a, it's a great option. Same thing with the, the Heil PR40, it comes in under $300. And so, so it is it is interesting, like, you think I really want this microphone and then you come up with all these reasons why it's the one you have to have. But at the end of the day, as long as you choose a dynamic microphone, you know how to use it well and you have a relatively well-treated recording environment, then you you can really have a fantastic podcast with a $65 microphone. Yeah. What do you think, Press? What do you use? I know you've recorded a few podcast episodes of your own in here. Where do you, where do you set up? Um, usually I use whatever Travis sets up for me. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, and I kind of get, I think I agree with Kevin. I don't hear a huge difference, but I haven't personally been podcasting long enough. I feel like to have enough of kind of 
experience in listening to the playback of my own voice through different microphones. Um, but I do like the look of the one you guys are using. Yeah, that the you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I definitely like looks one. good on camera. That yeah. is for sure. That is for sure. And it makes me feel very professional. <laughs> so I posted this in on Reddit yesterday and it got a lot of feedback. Do you want me, maybe we yeah. can do a uh, quick comments from Reddit. Oh boy. I'll, this I'll, is, this I'll, is about our, I'll bleep all the this expletives. This could be a fun segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is about our blog post, right? You posted our yeah, blog post Yeah, so we posted the blog and just seeing what people like. So here's one. Uh, we bought an ATR 2100 right after we started and it's worked perfectly for two years. Not sure if we'll ever upgrade. We get a ton of compliments on our sound. And so, that's that's the $65 microphone that Albin referenced at the beginning of the segment. Yeah. Uh, here's someone who really likes one called the Aston Stealth. I don't, do you know what mic that is? I've come across it a couple times. I've never personally used one, so I can't, I can't speak on any authority about how good it is, but I have seen it pop up here and there. This person's really surprised it hasn't been mentioned and thinks it'll become more popular uh, as there's you don't need extra gear for gain boosting. Maybe somebody who works for Aston Stealth. Yeah. Um, their email address at Aston Stealth. We've got a guy who rec- loves the Blue Yeti. Um, he says, though, you've kind of got to make sure you're doing the soundproofing right. Yep. I know you've got some opinions on that, Travis. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that was the microphone that shall not be named. And, and um, so that's what I started with. Cause I asked my buddy who's a video guy and this is before I knew anything about podcasting. And I was like, what's a good microphone? And he was like, this one seems to be good. So I bought it and I was like, this is the best microphone I've ever used. This is great. And then three months later, I'm like, why is it so echoey in this room that I've treated well? Like I'm just having yeah. trouble getting the sound to, to come out right. Um, and I started getting really frustrated with it simply because when you have a condenser microphone, just the way that it's built and designed, um, you're not going to be as close to it as you are with a dynamic microphone. Right. And so it's naturally going to pick up more reverb, more echoes, more of that ambient background noise. So condenser mics are beautiful, wonderful microphones when they're in a really controlled environment. Um, but that's not most podcasters. Most podcasters are in a spare bedroom, in a living room, even at a dining room table. And so you want something that's going to be a little more forgiving with the recording environment, which is why we typically recommend dynamic microphones. Yeah. I think if there's one product we could take off the market, that would make the whole podcasting industry better. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it would be the blue Yeti microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's not that you can't use that tool and get good quality sound out of it. It's just that it's difficult to do. And so and for, for most people who are getting into the podcasting space, they're not radio professionals who have been doing this for years. They don't have sound right. studios all set up. And then they go out and buy a tool that really needs that type of environment and that type of training to get good quality sound. So it should be off the market. <laughs> it's a pain <laughs> for people. It causes more pain and than the problems it solves. So, and, and again, if you use it and you get good sound out of it, then fantastic. And I'm really yeah, excited m- for you. Tough, yeah. And I'm not against you in any way. I'm not, I'm not hating on you. I'm hating on the fact that they're selling this product and targeting it towards newbie intro um, podcasters and se- selling it as an intro podcasting solution. And I don't really think it is. Especially yeah, when you consider sense. that it's it's twice as much as the 2100. So you can yeah. literally buy two ATR 2100s for the price of one Blue Yeti. Mm. So yeah, it's it's we highly recommend dynamic microphone. And if you need a USB option, go with the 2100. Right. Right. Unless so got, you have training in a studio and know exactly how to get great sound out of it. And then, <laughs> and then you're probably not buying a Blue Yeti, right? right. Then well, you're, then you're probably buying something else. Yeah. 
So we've got some more votes for the Rode NT1. We've got some Procasters, people who like that. Uh, I've got someone down here who is waiting for their pod mics to be delivered. They said they're out for delivery and they're excited to see how they sound. We so, really like those. those yeah, pod, pod mics are good, but you're mm -hmm. going to need a, a pop filter. The built-in one's not quite enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we take those to podcast movement when we set up the booth and people really like it. Yeah. Uh, every time we put them out, people are like, oh my gosh, is that the pod mic? Um, the only difference, if you're by yourself and you're doing a new setup, it's not as good as the ATR2100 is. You can't plug them right into the computer. They've got to run through the Scarlett 2i2 or some other audio yeah, interface. Yeah, it's, it's pod mics or XLR microphones. Yeah. So if it's just you and your computer, you want to get something that has a USB connection, um, which is where the 2100 has its strength because it has both XLR and USB. Um, but yeah, the pod mic has a really great, clean, crisp, bright uh, tonality to it. Um, especially when you consider that it's hundred bucks, it's like, it's a really, really fantastic hundred dollar XLR microphone. Yeah. So if you want to hear examples of how all these mics sound, uh, one of the cool things Travis did in his post was not only does he review them and pull together what makes them different, but actually solicited podcast episodes that were recorded on each mic. So you can learn about some new podcasts. You can hear some exact examples of people who pick to those mics for their voices and you can get a feel for how they all sound. Um, so we'll put a link to the show notes uh, to that blog post. Yes, we will. Yeah. And don't be afraid to try before you buy. So if you buy from a store that has an easy return policy like Amazon, you can try a 2100 and if you don't like it, you can send it back. If you have a, a guitar center in your local town, you can go there and they can plug in microphones for you and you can put on headphones and listen to yourself. Uh, every microphone is going to interact differently depending on your voice. So don't worry about like Albin and I, we just sit down behind ones that look good. Try to find one that sounds great <laughs> for your voice. Test as much as possible. Use return policies. They're there, you know, for the customer's benefit. Uh, find what works great for you and and go with it. And if you're coming to She Podcasts, we'll have the booth there so you can come test them out in the booth. Yeah. Ooh, good Ooh, plug. Good idea. Good plug. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. So you can come and uh, reserve a time to record a, a fun, spontaneous podcast episode with somebody you meet or just to test them out and see which one you like. Yeah. So Priscilla is back because we wanted to do some more customer support questions to uh, test myself, Albin, and Kevin in our general knowledge. Albin is hovering his finger <laughs> over the sound pad, just waiting do for the it, perfect moment it. to bring it in. <laughs> oh, wow. Everybody is very excited for this segment. Priscilla, we are super pumped. Uh, and just to refresh your memory on the scoreboard, Kevin won our first battle a couple episodes ago. Battle. So, yeah. Ooh. It's... It's intense here. Everybody wants to come away with a W. So Priscilla, what is yes. your first customer support question for us? Okay. This first one is a doozy. Can I pay for my Buzzsprout account annually? Ding, ding. Oh, Kevin. Are we buzzing in? Yeah. I know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like this. I like the dinging in. Okay. Yes. I think that's good. So Kevin's is the ding, ding. What What's your sound effect going to be? Okay. I'll do an actual <laughs> bell. Alvin, is yours? What's yours? Awooga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Awooga. <laughs> so I think it might also be a ding. I think we could all do digs. <laughs> well, then you got to do three dings because right. we got one, two, and three. We'll, we'll sort right. it out in post. All right. All right. So do you just want the answer? Yeah. Like cut and dry or do you so want I the want most you to tell complete me, answer? So I want you to tell me if it's a yes or a no, but I also want to tell you, I want you to tell me and our listeners why we do it that way and why we don't offer annual. Ooh, oh. I just gave it away. 
you, yeah, you can't get points off this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can answer the second part. Okay, so the answer is no. And the reason, uh, well, there's a lot of reasons. So I'm not exactly sure the reasons that you would go into in a, in a support response. But the easiest and, and simplest explanation for the customer's benefit is that we want you to only pay for what you use. And so a lot of times when these companies sell annual subscriptions, the, the cancel if you decide to cancel early or want to stop for whatever reason, it gets super complicated in mm-hmm. how we kind of prorate those credits. Um, there's also an expectation of a discount if I pay for a year up front. Mm-hmm. And then so then you have to like back out that discount if you try to do a refund or something like that. Uh, so for all of those reasons, we're not big fans of complexity at Buzzsprout. Yeah. And so we just like if, if you want to, Podcasts, like just pay us a monthly fee. And when you want to stop podcasting, you can stop paying that monthly fee. And we don't have a super complicated relationship that we have to untangle. Um, should yeah. we ever decide to stop? Is it, is it not also because someone I'm just throwing this out there, had a terrible experience with a former cell phone provider and was like, I hate getting locked into these two year plans. <laughs> I want a month. To month. I want boost mobile. <laughs> Did that subconsciously play into it? I don't know that it did. <laughs> I thought there was actually going to be a story behind it. You're looking at kind of like there's some. Do you have yeah, some bad? Know, did I tell you some story about that? I don't. I don't remember. We really. all have stories. Yeah, about I mean, that. nobody it's a, it's likes a universal that story. feeling of being locked yeah. into something. Um. So I mean, we don't want to set people up into like feeling like I have to enter into a contract in order to get ten percent off or whatever. We try to keep our prices as low as possible and give those make them available to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to chime in here and say the answer is no. We do not offer yep. annual uh, annual contract subscriptions. So I just want to get my foot in the door for the the point system. That's all. Oh, I, I see. Don't I think see. you I get points. I don't know. Yeah. If you say Wait, the same first thing, of all, I did. you didn't ding. Yeah. You <laughs> ding, said ding, ding. I'm going to chime in. So <laughs> I don't think Travis that's recorded. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to stretch work. the rules a little bit. <laughs> trying to come away with the W. Yeah, I think. Do you have anything to add, Alvin? I think. Yeah, I would add that. In all the marketing stuff that I read, a lot of different software companies are like, push the yearly plan. That locks people in forever. And if they cancel, look how much money you got. And it's like, it makes your numbers a lot better. And then I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, we'd make so much more money. And then we're like, wait, but then someone's going to cancel and write in and go, hey, podcasting wasn't for me. And what are we going to do? Write back and say, Sorry, buddy. Those should have thought about that earlier. Like, we're just gonna write back and go, yeah, that's really not cool. You know, here's your hundred bucks back. And so, you know, yeah. I think that it is sometimes it really is this like trick to lock people in for a year so they can't change to a new provider or they can't change their workflow if it doesn't work for them, or if they don't like podcasting, they can't, you know, just stop. Mm-hmm. And so, it really just doesn't fit with what we do. So, I don't mm-hmm. know if it would ever be something yeah. we'd offer. All that said, there is a, there is a case where people work for a corporation or an organization mm-hmm. where putting stuff on a credit card for a monthly recurring subscription doesn't work well for that organization. Right. Yeah. And so there are specific people that find it difficult to sign up for Buzzsprout because we don't offer yearly. Mm-hmm. And so we are thinking about ways to solve that problem. But we want to solve it from a perspective of we're, not because we're trying to lock you in, just because your organization has a specific use case that's outside of what we currently account for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And giving users the freedom to move between plans throughout the year. If they end up recording longer episodes than they expected to, and they need six hours instead of three, not being stuck to the three limit and having to pay overage. If they're constantly going over that, 
that limit. So, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So do I have to give a point? We're now? just going to yeah. give that to Kevin. I think I'm going to give it to Kevin. He, yeah. he, he chimed Thank in you. first. <laughs> um, okay. So don't forget you have to chime in. Yes. Yes. All right. So the next question is, this is kind of taken from an email that has come in multiple times. Where are my Spotify stats? I know people listen to my podcast today through Spotify, but I don't ding, see ding. those plays ding, ding, in ding, Buzzsprout. Ding, ding, ding. You have to wait <laughs> until the ding. question is over, Alvin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin muted me. If you're hearing, like, if you're hearing like a mouse dinging in the background, that's me shouting. That was so shouting. strange. I didn't notice that Kevin had muted you, so I heard you, but I couldn't hear Sorry. you. Sorry. Accident. All right. Alvin, jumping All right, Alvin, the gun. go for it. All right. Where are All the right. Spotify plays? So let's talk about some stat stuff. <clears throat> so you've got stats coming from all sorts of different places, and we aggregate all of those together in our stats package. So you're getting stats from Apple Podcasts and from Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcasts and hopefully everywhere else. So where are the Spotify stats? I know someone listened today. The way Spotify does it is they don't act. We can't collect those stats ourselves. They host the audio file. So they are actually tracking all those stats and then they send them to us, but they send them with a delay. And I believe it is a three day rolling delay. And so if someone listened today, we will not know that for three more days. As soon as we know, we'll update the stats for you to be able to see. But with Apple, those are only really on a three hour delay because that's just how we cache the stats page. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm adding a lot of detail because I'm very afraid of not uh, winning this point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> ding in here and add that if you want up to date stats as as instantaneous as possible, Sp uh, Spotify just released their Spotify Podcasters dashboard mm -hmm. that you can go in, claim your show with the email that's associated with your RSS feed, and then they have their own set of stats, just like Apple has Podcast Connect. Right. And so, if you want to get real time stats from Spotify, and they track some other stuff that they don't pass along to us, like listeners and things like that, like specific to Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's another place you can go and get stats as well for Spotify. Right. Like if you want to see the like gender breakdown of your of podcast listeners, you can only get that through Spotify's dashboard. They don't provide that to us right. in the data they send. Right. And that might be helpful to you. Like if yeah. you're trying to figure out, okay, I want to do an affiliate product that I want to promote. Um, but this one that I really like is really more for, for men or more for females. Well, let me see. Okay, 80% of my podcast listeners are men. So I'm going to go with the one that's more male-centric because mm -hmm. it makes sense for my audience. So that's that's where that data could be helpful for you um, if that's something that you're doing. Mm. Kevin, I saw that you had something to add to Alvin's original answer. What was that? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want you to lose any points. I think Alvin's going to get the points okay. at this point for right, that good. question. Even with my genius Let's go insight. ahead and award the points. That was genius insight. Good job. <laughs> good I, want, job I don't want to be a I dirty want half player. half a point. All right. But you did say our stats run a three-hour delay. Is that right? Yeah, the caching on the stats. Yeah, page. and I, I think the caching is still at six hours. Yes. I think as of now, it is still at six hours. Yeah. There's still plenty of time between now and Friday to change that, Alvin. <laughs> There are some real-time stats within Buzzsprout, and that's on your episode page. It shows your mm -hmm. real-time count. But even those won't show your Spotify Right, not in Spotify. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so Albin, you get that You get that point. So, All right. Know. Nice. I, Question I, three. I, I kind of want to give Travis a half point for his whoa, little whoa, 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 additional whoa. Look at adding. this. No, I am, I am right. <laughs> Does it say three Does hours? Does it say three hours now? Nice. 
Yeah. Alvin oh, says three John hours now. John game. must have done a little sneaky update. Good job. Good job, Alvin. Good I job. literally just Kevin edited the, HT- edited the HTML on this page to say three hours. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> you? Yes, oh. it's six hours. <laughs> well, I pulled it up on my computer, edited it. I'm sorry. All right, there we go. All right. <laughs> so many sound effects. All right. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a joy to edit. All right. Yep. Yeah, well, All right. You got something more, Kevin? Oh, well, I mean, I felt bad correcting him from three yeah. to six, but well, now I, he's I kind a of cheater <laughs> and a liar. <laughs> Take that point away, Priscilla. Award it to the person <laughs> yeah, with the genius insight. All right. All right. This is the last question. And it's a three-part question, so let me write or let me read all three out first. That's right. No jump on the gun, Alvin. Start dinging in. All right. How do directories update with my new episodes? When will my changes changes throw up or throw up? <laughs> when, <laughs> when, will my, when will my podcast throw when up? When will it throw up? Um, when will my changes show up in my listings? And will my subscribers get my episodes immediately? Ding ding ding. Alvin. All right, Alvin. Kevin right, just rolled his eyes. <laughs> what am I? You, you're over here doing your quick well, things. I mean, I, I grabbed the first one. You grabbed the second one. The polite thing to do would be let Travis have a go at it. But if you want, that's to be right. Mr. I was dinging in, and this yeah, is a what battle. I wanted to... Kevin, you oh. said this was a battle. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> maybe maybe we all take one of the third <laughs> of this. Yeah. You know what, Alvin? I'm a little have... league baseball coach. I'm still like every kid gets to bat. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> a winner. <laughs> so when. I played Little League. The coach one year let us have one game where we, one of the other kids and I managed, and we won. But it was because we, when we looked back at it, we were like, none of the bad kids got to play infield, and their <laughs> rule had been they, everyone gets to play infield. So a uh, little more competitive than the nice Little League coach. Yes. Well, I don't have a great answer for this, so Alvin, I'll actually defer to you. All right. Well, I'll start off with number three, because this is the one that is so important. If your podcast isn't showing up in Apple Podcast yet, the new episode, yep. your listeners are still getting it because your listeners are just like Apple Podcasts. They're just connecting to the feed, and when they see a new episode, they will download it. So it's often possible that people have already listened to your show even before it shows up in your Apple Podcast listing. No, Apple Podcast is no longer in the middle. Now, for Apple Podcasts... Well, that's specifically... For subscribers, not just Correct. for listeners. If you have a listener that's not subscribed and they always go to your listing, then they won't get it right away. Correct. So I'm already subscri- down to half a point. I just wanted to clarify that specific to <laughs> We want to give good answers here. So that's good. Accurate. Yes. Yes. So if someone's already subscribed, they will get the podcast automatically. Yep. Now, Pretty quickly. As soon Apple- as your app updates. Yeah. With the new episode. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so Apple Podcasts mostly takes 24 hours. Within 24 hours is how often they check the listings. Some apps like Overcast actually use a algorithmic uh, way of deciding how often to check. So really popular episodes, they're checking a really popular podcast. They check like every 30 minutes. Mm. And as you get less popular, then it's back down to a day. So some are a little bit smarter about that. Uh, Spotify is near instantaneous because we will go, hey, here's that new episode, and they'll do it pretty quickly. Kevin is shaking his head, so I'm now probably going to lose zero points. (laughs) What do you think, Kevin? They are quick, but it's not because we tell them anything. It's because they check every five minutes. Yeah, and I think it's actually changed. When they first started, it was like every five to ten minutes, and I think now it's closer to an hour. It's still pretty quick, but it doesn't always show up within five minutes. It's usually closer to an hour I'm seeing anyway. Yeah. Google Podcasts is the fastest <clears throat> if you use the pub 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 pub. 
Pub sub hub bub. Pub sub hub bub. I always remember it starts with pub sub because I love public subs. Hubbub. So it's pub subs hubbub. Yep. Pub subs. All right. So what is this bubbly thing that we're talking about? We probably need pub sub hubbub. Google wanted to do this thing. Mostly what happens now is everyone who subscribes to a podcast checks and they're like, hey, has a new podcast episode come in? And you're always asking over and over. New one, new one, new one. No, 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 no. Yes. Well, Google said, what if you just came to us and said, hey, Google, pub, sub, hub, bub. Yes. <laughs> hey, Google. We just put up a new episode. And they go, cool. And then they go to all of the subscribers and they go, hey, guys, check it out. New episodes up. Right. Maybe the analogy to simplify it would be like if you're waiting on a really important piece of mail and you keep you know, checking your mailbox, checking your mailbox, checking your mailbox, checking your mailbox. It wouldn't it be a lot easier if when the postman put the letter in your mailbox, he just rang your doorbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the pub hub sub hub. Or like how Amazon does. does it when they put the box down and then they bang on your door. Right. <laughs> and then you think <laughs> you're being attacked you. and then you open the door and you have the box. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so what, what was the, what were the three part questions? I want to make sure we actually answer the question. So the first well. one was how do directories update with new episodes? And so I think we, we touched on that and we yeah, got that. Just depends. Um, yeah. And then will, when will my changes show up in the listings? And so that, like Alvin said, varies kind of between different directories. Um, Apple Podcasts usually is about 24 hours um, where it will show in your listing. Um, and then some other ones like Spotify are, are quicker than that. Um, and then when will my subscribers get my episodes or when will they, will they get them immediately? And so we talked on that too. Alvin, Alvin got that one. Nice. So now nice. I, I actually have a personal question. Uh, so is this the place, Travis? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you go into Buzzsprout, let's say that you uh, want to update your audio file. Like there's something you wanted to change or tweak. And so you mm-hmm. have your episode already listed in Apple podcast, Spotify, sure. Google podcast, but you want to upload a new audio file and then save that. Sure. What is, what is that refresh process like? Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same as if you were uploading a new episode once it's published or once it's replaced within Buzzsprout, which can take, I think, like two to five minutes for us to replace the episode or that audio file. Um, Then that process starts and the directories will see it when it's changed. It used to be that Spotify, you had to kind of tweak the title a little bit so that Spotify could see the new episode because of the way they check for changes. Um, But recently we updated that. And so you no longer have to change the title, which is which is nice and helpful uh, for people who are updating that that audio audio file. Now, remember, like if you're replacing an audio file, anybody who has downloaded that episode, yep. it's not going to re-download it for them. So if I subscribe to your show in Overcast and I listen to it and I'm like, hey, Priscilla, that was a really inappropriate joke that you made in your podcast. And you're like... <laughs> Oh, gosh. You're right. I shouldn't have said this that. This example is very unlikely to happen. It's the other way around. It's a very <laughs> hypothetical, yes. I'm going to replace that audio file, and you replace it, and then you're like, I got rid of that joke. That was a bad call, and then I play it again. Like I'm, I still have that episode downloaded, so I'm still hearing that inappropriate right. joke. The only way if that happens and you need to take something down, you need to remove that whole yep. episode. That should pull it from their feed. It should delete it from the app cache and, and, and then, replace it with a new episode. Yep. So. Awesome. That's All right. true. All so right. Priscilla, were you keeping traffic, track of the points? Yeah, I think Albin wins this week. I think Albin got two points. Yep. Good job, yep. Albin. And- <laughs> Well done. Well done. I'm Alvin. really liking all these sound effects. This is great. <laughs> Hard to tell. <laughs> all right. So the first battle went to Kevin. Second battle went to Alvin. Yes. You're up next, Travis. I know. I'm like the 
like the red iguanas on you know like the David the Temple. Just Al- can't. Alvin and Kevin are Goliath, and you're David. Gotta gotta fight wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Goliath lose? <laughs> well, first he wins a bunch, and then at the end, yeah, he loses. Gets a little overconfident, right. a little cocky, and then you know the, young, the young upstart, you know, comes in. Um, so if you have any <laughs> questions uh, about your podcast about Buzzsprout, um, feel free to reach out to our support team. They're fantastic. Priscilla and Addie do a great job of keeping all of our customers super happy. And uh, you can write in at support at buzzsprout.com. Mm-hmm. And then if you just want to have like some back and forth, talk to some other podcasters about something you're thinking about or wrestling with or a strategy question, then the best place to do that is to go into our Buzzsprout podcast community on Facebook, which is where you can interact with different podcasters, ask questions, post things, share things. And so it's a great opportunity to do that as well. If you have something that you want us to talk about on a future episode of Buzzcast, definitely uh, feel free to make a post in that Facebook group and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.